DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Frederick Sinka, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, and I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are a French immigrant. Correct. Here in the United States, you've been here a while now. Uh, we met a few weeks ago, uh, probably, well, actually, probably a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to telling me your story a little bit, and I said, man, uh, Stop. Stop right now. <laughs> I got to get you on a podcast and we got to talk about this, you know, in the studio because you seem like a very interesting individual. So, man, I just wanted to jump right into it, man. So tell me about growing up in France and how you got here and, you know, where you're at now. Well, I am from France, uh, south of France, right at the border with Italy. Uh, actually, I am half French, half Sicilian. Okay. So, grew up poor. I mean, no shame, you know, like uh, you have to understand back in the days, in France, you, you didn't have middle class. You were like really poor, or you have the very rich people. And this is how I grew up. So, yeah. it, 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 my, my dad was just like uh, uh, blue color, but uh, he was a drunk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, we, 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 it's like I discovered later we had money, but all the money was going in uh, hose and yeah. drinking. So, he had girls on the side, and you know, my mom didn't know. And he would just come drunk every day and beat of us. I, I know it sounds kind of gimmicky, but that, yeah. that's my life. So, um, like, like when I was five five years old, most of my bones in my body was broken already. That's Damn. why it was violent. And when you grow up like that, you just have already to go in survival mode. So, of course, at school, I used to get already expelled all the time because I had a lot of rage. Yeah. And um, if it was not for my mom, it was a saint. Um, I would probably be dead right now, but she was like, you know what, go go as far as you can, and I, I I kind of made it. But the attitude, I was always a lot of rage and always being expelled and talking to not because I was a bad guy, but because what was going at home, you know, you go to school and it was a reflection, and people didn't care. That yeah, it's just this is friends, okay? This is you know, you don't call the cops, you don't you don't sue your right, parents, right? Like uh, so. The, the only shows you, you have was to just uh, take it somewhere else, and I did. When I was 17, I, I got in a bad fight with my, my stepdad. Actually, it was my stepdad. And I was I realized that I was not a kid anymore. I beat him up, and he got so, I guess, so offended. He went to get his gun, and he shot at me. Okay. And he missed. Okay. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> it, it, it was it. I, I picked up uh, the, just a couple of clothes, and I left, and I never turned back. I never went. I'm 52. I never went back ever to that house. Okay. And that's where the other side of my family, the Sicilian, they saw me, you know, with that rage and, and ready to go, and uh, they, they just like boop, pluck me. And that's why I, I started to get involved with nightclub and, right. and, and uh, uh, mafia stuff because okay. you know uh, my, my uncles were in the mafia, and they was like, hey, you know, we we don't worry, we take care of you, and yeah. they did take care of me because I don't care what the movie says or what people think. You know, uh, uh, Italian people are really family oriented. Yeah. So you know, you you're 20 and you you uh, you at the head of a club, a nightclub, and you you drive cars that nobody has. You always have cash in your pocket. It's very attractive, and, and that that became um, because of my mom. I was still going to school, and I get my my diploma in order. Yeah. But I had that addiction of the nightlife. That's how it started with me. I loved music already since I was a kid. And now you tell me I'm in a club where you have the music, you have the lighting. I've always been fascinated with the laser and everything. And I'm making money. Yeah. So it becomes really my reality for, for, for many years. Yeah. Well, so that's crazy now seeing, you know, just like 
let's double down on that part. Okay. So, being in France, get, you know, growing up through that abusive childhood, getting into uh, getting out of the house, getting into the mafia side of it, and getting into the nightclub scene. So, tell me how that plays out. All right. When you know, said, I, time, I don't want to scare you. No, you're, you're not people scared. Are be, no, you're oh not scared anyone. But these it? people need to hear this stuff. Well, if you're, listen, if you're, here's if you're the okay thing. to share it. You know? No, no, I'm okay because here's the thing. You know, I love my mom because my mom, she saw that um, the turn that I took, mm -hmm. but she never ever criticized me. But she would be like, you know, I, 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 I want more for you. You know, uh, be careful with those people and whatever. And I was like, well, you know, this is this is this is part of the family. You know, they take care of their own. But she she was like, try to do something else. So that's why in parallel, I did get my diploma. I did get an MBA in marketing. Okay. I did get a master in music engineering. And the funny things when my uncle realized that I was kind of the servant, you know, like, oh my God, he's not just a guy that can actually be mean and go um, break knees you right, know, to right, collect right. money because yeah. that's what I ended up to do. Uh, my, my uncle was like, hey, you want to make more money? I have a lot of people who owe me money. If you go and collect, I don't care how you do it, we will always back you up, you get your cut. But when he realized I was also this guy who get his, his diploma in order, he started to use me for more like, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it, vicious ways. So he will have rivals that they need to get rid because, you know, my, my uncle had those where you play poker, so clandestine poker mm -hmm. rooms. And by the way, he actually died. Uh, my, my uncle was shot. It was 61. That was right before I left for the United States. It started to get hot. It was shot in broad daylight. What for, year What year was this? Uh, so I left in 1996. So it was in uh, 1995. Okay. okay. He, was, he was shot be, be, uh, 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 in front of his wife, kids, oh. by rival people who right. wanted to take over the... Because uh, poker, you know, clandestine poker is a lot of money. So this, 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 I know it sounds probably too much for some people, but this is part of my life. Yeah. And so he will use me to go and befriend very rich lawyers and stuff like that. And then the goal eventually was just to scam them to to to, to take money. And, yeah. and I have no shame. This is part of my life. Yeah. This is who I am. Um, I want to emphasize the fact that. Italian people are great with families. Mm -hmm. So yes, the movies always show you, you know, the capo, and you ha you, you 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 have the the, the 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 murder and everything. But it is part of the lifestyle. Yeah. But those are great family people. Yeah. And I know it might it might be hard to understand it, but they are great family people. Unless they're not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, if you look at the even if you look at that, if you even want to look at the movie depiction of it, you look at that and you see that you're loyal or you're not. You know, and you look well, at that, the and, the, and, the, and the family thing—it's always like it's—it's it's always close knit. So, at least they—they, they, you know, no matter how they depict, you know, that type of industry, um, they have always gotten that on point. It's always all about family, and it is until it's not anymore. Right, right, and that's what happened with me. Okay, because you could ask, you know, okay, you—you're living the life now. You know, imagine it's 1994, 95. I am at the, at the head of clubs in Cannes. Cannes is where you have the film festival. It's south of France. It's called the French Riviera. You have the film festival where you have all the movie stars who come once a year. Imagine now you have a nightclub in that environment. So I, I, I had like hundreds of pictures with stars. Yeah. With, 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 and this is really exciting. But you don't realize that you're being sucked in a system that is very dangerous. Yeah. Not the movie star, but I'm talking the nightlife. Yeah. Because you make money, you bring attention. Mm -hmm. You know, you make money, people say, well, maybe we should take over that club. So um, 
Unfortunately, in 1995, it was a shooting in the club. Okay. Um, I'm the DJ, you know, I'm the director, but remember, music is my passion. Yeah. I started to be a DJ, I was 14 in 1984, playing disco, you know, it was in the 80s, it was a lot of 80s disco. And in 95, on New Year's, uh, on New Year's Eve, it was rival. People came to mess with the club, and unfortunately, two people died, and the shut had to be the, the club has to be shut down. Okay. Uh, the week after, my uncle was shot. Okay. And obviously, it was a move from, and actually, it was not even like rival people from from the mafia. It was just the new generation who thinks they watch too much TV. Yeah. They can buy a gun and they say, hey, let's. Let's do some some damages, and that's how I, I lost my uncle. And then, unfortunately, people they remember the guy. Hey, that young kid always with this guy. That was me, and my, my I felt that my my life was in danger. I have a daughter. Now it's ninety seven, uh, no ninety six. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter, and I'm like, what I'm gonna do? So I went to see his brother, my other uncle. I said, I'm out. Okay. And he was like, no, you're not. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, you're not. You don't. He said, what do you mean? And I said, dude, he said, I can't. You know, I said, it was like, well, you know, he said, you, you, you like the money? You like the cars and all the money you spent for the last, you know, two, three years? He said, you, you, you can't. And I said, please let, let me out. And the only way was for me to come to the United States. Okay. Because it was like, I cannot guarantee you safety. People are going to be scared that you talk. Yeah. Because it is true that the biggest fear when you're in any group that is doing things that are out of the scope of what you call normal. Right. You, it's it's friendly. It's the bomb until people are scared that you talk. Yeah. Especially if you start to say, maybe I would like to go back to a nine to five. Yeah. Maybe I would like to have a normal life. And they're like, dude, what you talking about? <laughs> You've been collecting money for the last two years. There's yeah. no normal life. So uh, for me, the sacrifice was that I had to leave my daughter behind. Okay. And because it was the guarantee for, for these people... Uh, to make sure that even here in the, the, the United States, I don't talk. And I was like, I don't talk. I'm, I'm, I'm not this kind of guy, right. but uh, I do have a daughter. So now she's 20, uh, she's 24, okay. and I don't really know her. You know, you can't, you they, can't. they told well, what she grew up, no, they told her on purpose that I was dead okay. to make sure I never tried to, uh, to, to connect. And that was my sacrifice, yeah. staying with her in France, jeopardizing her life, because I know that they could come right. after me. And my uncle says, said, do, do the right thing for her. And my girlfriend ended up with one of my cousins. You know, and it was like, hey, we, we, this, this, is, this, this is what it is. Okay, so, it, your, so your cousin's raising your... Or, yeah, or yeah. raised her. Well, no, it was temporary. Okay. It was temporary. Gotcha, it didn't gotcha. last. Gotcha. But it was, I guess it was the point, like, dude, this is your price. You don't like it? Stay here and see if you... Yeah. Maybe you, you want to, to, to think... That you can fight whatever. Yeah. And you could say maybe I was a coward. I don't think I, don't I was think, a coward. I, I thought about my daughter. You know, when yeah. when 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 it's yourself and, and I appreciate there's a lot of guys that been you you you've been in the street in trouble before and you go fight and you get beat up, you don't care, it's just you. Yeah. Believe me, when you have a baby in your arm, it just it just um it just makes your head do a 360, yeah. and you're like, dude, I know I can't fight. Uh, how about this baby right here? I'm, yeah. I'm at that, what could I say, uh, selfish, yeah. that I'm going to jeopardize right. her life. Right. So 
uh, what triggered for me to really leave. I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to think about it. Like, I was not really convinced. Of, I mean, I love America, but it's not like I, I wanted maybe to come in other terms. And one day I was I was uh, walking in, so in Lyon. Lyon is the second big city in France. You have the capital Paris and you have Lyon, big industrial city. And it was broad daylight. I was walking with, with my daughter. I think she was 10 months old. Mm -hmm. You know, and so she's a baby. And this car stopped with five guys. Uh, I remember it was a little car, it's called a Renault. We don't have that brand here, it's banned by the American. But it's the most the, 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 the most popular brand. Okay. You have Citroën, Peugeot, and, and Renault. And I remember that white car with five guys. And they, they, they're pacing me. You know, I'm walking, and you have people, but they're pacing me. And I'm like, you know what? My, I froze. You know, the the, the, the the things that come to your mind, what I'm going to do, are they here for me? Yeah. Is it just maybe a coincidence? Don't look. And then I hear the voice. When the, the guy had the, the window down and he say, hey, that's your daughter right here? He say, I, I, I think I'm going to F-U-C-K her. Yeah. Have fun with it. And then I'm going to kill her and then we're going to do you. And you know what? There's no word to describe the feeling at the moment. Yeah. There's no word. You go in a mode maybe that you do, you don't even know you could do certain yeah. things. I remember I look right and left, and it was a pharmacy. Well, we have a lot of friends, you know, bakery, butchery, mm -hmm. we have the yeah, pharmacy. Right. And I rush in the pharmacy. I sit my daughter on the on, on the counter. And I remember it was a young lady. She kind of got scared. She said, oh my God, what are you doing here? You can... And I said, dude, they say, She's in your hand. If if I die in the street, please call the cops and make sure that she, she's okay. And I rush outside, and I guess I blacked out. Yeah. What I did, I hit butt the windshield of the car, and I, 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 and so so I blew I I, I, I I blew my head, and the guys got scared, and I um I actually pulled them out of the car one by one. We got in a fight. I don't remember, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but I, when I came to my senses, I was covered in blood. Yeah. Three of the guys, they were not moving. The two other ones were, were saying that I was a racist because yeah. uh, they were uh, from North Africa. Okay. And that moment, that moment, as crazy as it may sound, I knew that I had to go. It was like, I, I can't. I, me, my, by myself, you know what? Anything happened. I'm not. I'm not a lion. You know. Listen. Yeah. I, I got shot. I got stabbed. I have plenty of wounds, and I'm. I'm. I'm a believer. You know. I, I got baptized like in 2014, and now I understand. I think God was like, it's not your time. Yeah. You know. But when you're young, you think you do it. Yeah, man. Uh, my, my my nickname was bulletproof. Yeah. That's a stupid you are yeah. because people shot at me and the, the bullet didn't go out of the gun or whatever yeah. but at that moment everything was like am i really do you i really know what i'm doing mm. it's like the money doesn't matter nothing matter it was like my daughter you understand she could have died and i would have been responsible so like we say in france i took my click and my clack <laughs> and, and, and i came to this country okay. Yeah, well, I, I went to Miami. The good choice, right? It was like, and, and, and it was like, I, I, actually, it, it, it was a bad joke. It's just, uh, I went to Miami not realizing I was trying to duplicate what I, what I was living in France. Right. Well, before we get on that, so what do you, like, was there anything, do you have any, I mean, I know that you were doing that in protection of, you know, knowing that anything wasn't going to happen to her, but, but how do you feel when you say, okay, 
I'm leaving this to chance when I leave. Well, you have to understand those guys, they sue me. Okay. You know, because now uh, I'm that white guy, they, they Arabian, they yeah. from North Africa. I'm, I'm racist. Yeah. I attack them for no reason. Right. Because there's no camera in the street. Right. There's nothing. There's no... We, people are scared of these people. Yeah. So nobody's going to back me up. Yeah. So uh, I ended up being sued and have to go uh, probably face jail time. Okay. So I want you to know that I left <laughs> because I didn't want to go to jail on okay. that stupid things. Okay. Yes. And so, you know, I'm like, my, my uncle tell me to leave. Now, for me defending my daughter, I'm going to probably go to jail time because I didn't break a couple of bones I'm yeah. not gonna lie not that I wanted to but I'm, I'm and I'm not trying to be an excuse I did black out I was on the survival mode I was yeah. I don't remember if you tell me oh but what did you do I don't know I survived yeah. those are five guys I'm by myself yeah. and it's me between them and then maybe going in and take my daughter yeah. so yes I could have probably what well, I would have been in jail and I left and that's for I, I'm not even sure I can go back. I never went back. Yeah. When, uh, uh, it's what when two twenty. Uh, this is twenty twenty one. I left in nineteen ninety six, okay. and I never like I told you, I never went back to France because I knew that as soon as so, I put a foot, I'd probably be right. arrested. And then I never, of course, I never went back home when, uh, for that um, that time with my my, my own stepdad obviously uh, 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 shot at me. So I left a lot of um, you know like. An unfinished business right. so that I've been dragging all these years. Okay. Well, so let me ask you this. So, if you, what's the process from all that happening right there on the street? Um, you come into your senses, all these you know, people laid out, you had all this, alter, you had this massive altercation, your daughter's over here in the bakery. Okay. After that, you get. I was your, arrested. You, okay. You were arrested. Uh, of course. Um, so, someone got your daughter and took care of her. Yes. Okay. Yes. When they called, you know, I told them to call uh, the mom. Okay. Because the mom was home actually, so okay. the mom. Uh, th that was the part where the mom actually uh, got my daughter back, mm -hmm. and kind of was like almost like I, I, I don't I don't really know this guy. Ah. And it's like okay. you, you know, it's not like you have the two kinds. Yeah. You know, the one who back you up. Yeah. You know, like they say, every strong okay. man has a strong woman by okay. the side. Yeah. But remember, I'm in my twenties. I mean, I'm a 26 years old. Uh, she was much younger. I think she was a 20, 23. Mm -hmm. And even though her family actually were gangsters too. So it's not like we were two different worlds. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, her family, uh, she came from like that gangster family. But um, maybe at that time she saw me like a loser, probably, you know. Okay. Look what you did. How dare would you get in? She, she, she didn't try to understand, you okay. know. Um, I didn't go and create that. It just happened. Yeah. So um, at that moment, like I said, it, it was like, you're alone, what I'm going to do, even my girlfriend, she doesn't want to, 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 to have anything to do with me. Yeah, right. I'm not even sure that all, they already talked to her. You know, so it's like, I, I was paranoid. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know if those guys were sent by my, maybe my own uncle because they didn't have the nerve to do it themselves. You know, you, you ask all those questions okay. and it, 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 you, you, you lose your sanity. To the point that the only exit was like, look, as soon I, I know somebody's gonna come and pay, you know, for the bond, you know, because it's the same system. And as soon as I'm out, uh, because um, uh, it, it, I didn't kill anybody, okay, so I'm not sure. Listen, it's the nineties. I'm trying to understand. I, I didn't kill anybody, and yeah. I, I was about to take a, a, a plane ticket, you know. Yeah. 
when the, my bond was paid, they say, no things, no ankle stuff, you know, they, they, that does it is the movie. I was released and I was like, you know, I, I need out. I need out. I knew how to, I did a lot of cocaine at the time, you know, it was, it was just uh, part of the game, you know, so I knew to, to make cash, I had cash. I talked to a couple of my friends who think it was funny, let's go to the United States. And we left, me and two of my buddies, and it was like, let's leave France, that stupid country behind, there's, no, uh, there's nothing for us, it was like, Fred, don't worry, you go to the United States, you make tons of money, and you come back, and you... You fuck those people up, you know. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we we, we left me um, and two of my buddy. Uh, uh, one of the guy had a club. He sold his club. The other guy was a guy. His parents. I don't even know where he was with us. It was a rich kid that thought he wanted to be a gangster. Mm -hmm. But we all went to Miami to have like a new life. Yeah. Okay. So this this all this happens. Um, basically, your dollar gets taken away from you. Per se, I mean, and and at the same time, you're come out of jail and you're you're trying to get out of the game. You realize that it's going to be a fight to try to have something to do with your daughter, and maybe best just for her safety for you to leave. Mm -hmm. It's best for you to walk away from this life. That way, nothing happens to her, nothing happens to you. And so, you link up with these guys, and here you go to Miami. We go to party. <laughs> okay. It's Miami, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and well, I, when I say we go to party, no, we, we, the goal was to buy a nightclub yeah. and to uh, to just maybe uh, do a, a small version of what we were leaving behind. Um, one, I remember, one one of the guy was just a rich kid who just wanted to mm -hmm. uh, pretend that he was in the in the nightlife. Um, you know, there's this thing, you know, when you have too many chefs in the kitchen, things yeah. don't go too well. Yeah. And we're in Miami, we found a little club on uh, Española Way. So Española Way, it's like the heart of South Beach. Okay. So we, no, forget about Miami. Miami at that time is a little bit dirty. You have those huge strip club. You can't even compete. But South Beach has more like lounges, restaurants. So we buy a little club that we, we call People Lounge. Okay. And uh, we put a, a lot of money, so it was small, but it was classy. You had red velvet, uh, leather, wood, cherry wood. We had a bar that was in cherry wood. And uh, we- What year was this? So we, we opened, when we opened that club, we opened it in 98. 98, okay. 98, we, I'm in America. Uh, we, I went you, in 96, well, I traveled a couple of times. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to go. I, I, my goal was to span my trips much more because okay. you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm very organized. Yeah. But that was rush. It's like take your marble and run and and, and start a new life. And so yes, '98 uh, with um, uh, my two friends, we found this little club, and you know the lease was. I think the lease in uh, 98 was uh, $12,000, just the lease. You know, then you have your like, license, you have. But yeah. we were like, hey, let's make it happen. The, the good thing is like that, that, rich, that, uh, that rich kid he, he, is, is that handle. He was one of those old family with old money in France. Yeah. He had a lot of money. So at, at the beginning, sometimes when we were like going down, because my two other buddies was putting a lot of their nose and I was like, dude, I know it's it's a nightclub, but we need to make some money. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know how we survive <laughs> because we we, we 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 only play house music. It was only EDM. Yeah. So that was the, it was ballsy because 
it's South Beach people come to have fun, so it's top 40 and stuff like that. Yeah. But we all had that love of EDM, electronic music. So it was house music, you know, techno, a little bit of tech house, tribal. And with time, it started kind of people who was like, hey, you know, I mean, it's cool, but we, we want something else. And um, uh, we, we ended up doing on Wednesday a hip hop night. And that's how we met DJ Khaled. Okay. The, the DJ Khaled. Yeah. Well, he was DJ in my club on Wednesday. He was the DJ of a huge club in South Beach. Uh-huh. Uh, um, man, what was the name of that club? Le- Le- uh, not Level. It, it, it was um, an after-hour club uh, on downtown because downtown has the 24 hours like a license. South Beach, by 4.30, you get the music, you're done. Okay. So we went and uh, DJ Khaled had like a, a couple of nights in that club. It, it was packed. And um, we were like, I, I, I didn't want hip-hop. I'm going to be honest. I have nothing against hip-hop, but uh, hip-hop night, we were a bit scared of the maybe the crowd and but you know what it was of the best night money wise we started to make a lot of money and um, the thing started to go haywire like party too much my my, my friends they were younger and they 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 got confused with income gross net yeah. and they started to steal money uh, of course let's be honest it's South Beach so you have the girls the drug the alcohol, the sun, that's the worst recipe when you're young yeah. to try to make money. <laughs> it's just the worst recipe. Did I yeah. have fun? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know what? I had a lot of fun. We make money and he went right back in the party. And uh, finally, in 2000, um, um, my friend's dad was like, I don't send money anymore. My other friend's dad came. He was really upset. Um, it was like, dude, I don't know you guys what you're doing. And we started to fight. And you know, when you start to fight, I mean, not fight, but you know. Yeah. Like, like hey, guys, we... we disagreements. Uh, yeah, disagreements. Mrs. And uh, we, we kind of disbanded. Mm-hmm. They went to Egypt uh, and they opened a nightclub. And actually, they became really successful. Okay. Uh, one, I, it, I don't know what happened. It disappeared. The other one uh, went to Dubai. So from Egypt, went to Dubai. And he actually he did the sound system for one of the, the the most bizarre club in the world. It's a triangle completely made with glass. And people say you can never put a sound system in something like that. And he did it. And it was made by French people. And that club is still exists. It's, it's in a hotel. Uh, I think it's called Blue. And now he's the general of man- manager of one of the biggest uh, hotel chain in Thailand. Okay. So that's his story. Yeah. For me, um, I... I, I don't know what I was doing. I was like, what? Well, I can't go back to France. Yeah. You know, they left. And I met, so it was a f- very famous restaurant on South Beach. Uh, and um, I remember I, w- I was just walking on Lincoln Road. With, Lincoln Road is this beautiful street where you, you walk and all it is is uh, lounge, restaurants, and painting gallery. And it's like uh, the, like creme de la creme people, you know, they like to put their little clothes and you, you have the beautiful, what they call the beautiful people. And, yeah. and, I, and I, was, uh, I was walking and that, that restaurant was packed. And uh, I remember it was the, 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 this guy, it was a Russian guy at, at the entrance. He was the, um, actually one of the manager. And I said, hey, you know, I'm a, D- I'm a DJ. And um, I said, the music sucks. And I, I know it was really provocative, but I, I, I guess I didn't care. Yeah. And he actually, it was cool. He was like, actually, it sucks. You, you're right. I was like, no, I know I'm right. And he was like, well, who are you? So 
he said, oh, I know that little club, uh, People Lounge, okay, he said, would you like to do, uh, uh, we, we have tryouts on Thursday. And uh, I remember I went, and uh, I was good. Because I, I, I have no shame to say as a DJ, I always killed it, because yeah. for me it's about the people. And um, I ended up having a gig, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at like $800 a night. So you, I mean, it's, it's great. You're in South Beach. Yeah, it's good money. The rest of the time, you, you, can, go, yeah, you, you can go party, you know. Yeah. And in that place, I ended up meeting a guy who changed my life. Literally, I'm talking about business-wise. Yeah. Maybe help me kind of reconnect with really who Fred was. Mm -hmm. I had my time with all the, the, the party and, and, and all the things that I'm, I'm not even mentioning in between when I could have died. And this guy, his name was Jesse, I remember. It was a black guy from uh, Jamaica. Okay. He was seven, uh, six, eight, six, eight. And I remember he was with his suit at the first table. And I was like, what this guy's doing? You know, not a smile. And you know, you have people dancing and, you know, grooving. And I remember all the night, he, he started to bug me out. You know, it's like, man, you, you're messing with my mojo. And at the end of the night, he was like, I really like what you did. <laughs> so you have to understand, I was one of the first DJ to mix a live instrument while I'm DJ. So I will have a saxophone player, percussion, um, acoustic guitar. And he really liked it. And he, and he was like, I'm opening a $300 million hotel right here on Collins. Collins is the street where you have all the hotel. Okay. You know, so it's, it's called Collins Avenue. And then when you go at the end of the island, it become Ocean Drive. And Ocean Drive, you have Nike store, you have right. all the stores, and you have all the expensive restaurants. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm opening a hotel. And uh, he said, you think you could do what you're doing here on a bigger scale for my hotel? And that guy changed my life because I, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of left the, the nightlife that not that night because we had a couple of conversations. But actually, two weeks later, he had a proposal making. So I remember it was um, 38 uh, by two, that's $76,000 uh, a year. Damn. And I'm like, you know what? This is, I know it's, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to wear a suit maybe. Yeah. But the thing is, I ended up being the, <laughs> so it, it was the first black owned hotel. Um, it was it was it was financed by a gentleman called called Ron Donahue Peeble. I remember his name, uh, a, a black guy that actually had a lot of money. I think his in his net worth, if that we're talking about 2001, was 300 million dollar, and he was like, he was opening that hotel, and he said, "We're proud to say it is black owned, black operated." Yeah. But here I am, this guy asking me. Mr. White Man, he said, and he's telling me, don't freak out. You're going to be yeah. the only white guy on the board. And I said, I, 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 I don't care. I mean, people are people. And he, he just like this, I became director of entertainment and food and beverage, food and beverage assistant. So you have the food and beverage director. And then, and um, all I had to do, so I, 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 I helped. The, the people to buy the equipment for the hotel. I chose all the speakers, the amp, what kind of uh, equipment. I had pool parties in that hotel. So I had a, a live singer for the restaurant, for the two restaurants. And um, I remember one day, uh, he said, you know what? He said, Frederick, he said, um, you, 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 if you put your mind to it, what you're doing here is nothing. He said, I think you can become a great businessman. And I remember, 
uh, he gave me that box with tapes, yeah. <laughs> cassette tape, and um, it was uh, Zig Ziglar, yeah. See You at the Top. Yeah. So it was the cassette, not the book, the one you put yeah. in your car and you listen in the morning, and I listened to the tape, and it changed my life. I was like, wow, I can be more than just the nightlife. Mm -hmm. So... The, uh, the, this is my life, you know, my, my, my Miami life became a little bit more, less the nightlife. I was still a DJ, but then I really revamped myself by being a corporate DJ. Yeah. So I DJ for uh, clothes, diesel. So then I got sponsored by diesel, by a Gucci, uh, uh, Gucci um, uh, all, all kind of brands, yeah. and I started to uh, uh, Polo Ralph Lauren. Uh, actually, I got a gig in the Polo Ralph Lauren stores in South Beach. They actually built a DJ booth on the second floor, okay. and uh, I was making a lot of money. So it was it was kind of like still do the music that I love, but doing it in a more like maybe regular way right. and less dangerous. Yeah. And that, that's that what I see saved my life because after that, you know, it's just more new doors that are, that open. Mm -hmm. And, and um, eventually, uh, I, I, I still had my uh, recording studio. I started to sign an artist. So I started to, uh, I remember I did my first company, my first LLC. Uh, I don't know here, but in Florida, LLC is the best for yeah. the taxis. Yeah. And I started, so I had three record labels. I started to sign artists, and I, I became, you know, really somebody that is more business oriented. The music, yes. The party, a little bit less. Or it's gonna be a party that's gonna make money. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I, I started to do party for for for, for people, organized party. I did a, um, a Vogue magazine, a lot of party for Vogue magazine. I DJ for like a, like I say, a big brand and stuff like that. And um, like after that that, that that was that was a new me you know uh, le le less crazy uh, more business oriented but still me because I, I you know I believe I'm a fun guy I can be a fun yeah, guy yeah. and that's it um, uh, love my love life was catastrophic during the time because I carried that burden and that knowing I have a daughter yeah. that is growing up. Right. Um, I was able to bribe my, 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 my girlfriend when my daughter was three. So I think it was 2000. She, so she came with my mom. My mom said, don't worry, it's not gonna steal your daughter. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. And um, I was a wreck when I saw her. You can, you can understand. Um, and I don't want to get emotional. Yeah, but, no, yeah, man. But uh, it, 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 I was a rake, and um, it cost me five thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the year after that, it was like, hey, you want to see your daughter again? It's gonna be ten. And I was like, uh, okay. Well, last time it was five. Yeah. And then I did it, and then after that it become twenty, and I said, no, I'm not gonna do this, and that's why, um, I guess when she was around six, six, six years old. Uh, that was the end. I never saw it again, and uh, they started to put crap in her head. Your dad is dead, and yeah. that kind of stuff. That was it. Uh, not too long ago, uh, she was twenty something, so it's like three, three, four years ago. I talked to her, and, okay. I, and, and I told her the truth. Yeah, and she, she didn't take it too she, well. She didn't believe. She was it. like, "Well, no." She was oh, like, she... "But she say I thought you were dead." Yeah. So in her mind, oh, you're not dead. You abandoned me. Yeah, exactly. See, these people tried to protect yeah. me yeah. by telling me you're dead. Yeah. You 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 jackass you yeah. you you are mofo you whatever yeah. and, and, and it backfire and I tried to tell the truth and you now she so my mama sent me a picture oh, 
uh, it took me off guard like a week ago. She took me a picture and uh, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna like to you see. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no, I mean, I, I it, it was imagine. like because it's 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 my blood, yeah. you know. And yeah. I'm and I'm asking myself, you know, what what did I do wrong, you know? Yeah. What did well, I could had you could, could they be do different? You, well, we can't do that, you know. Had you stayed, she could have died. You know, those threats could yeah. have been real. You but if we, if we if we have took uh, if I will never get involved with that life, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't have to leave. You know, but that's but the if you question. never would have gotten that life, you would never would have met that person you met during that life and had that child. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? No, so no, you never would be know, here. I know. It's, it's the yeah. kind of if yeah. that yeah. if you start that yeah. if road, you never stop. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, my, my, my love life, I got married a uh, first time yeah. with an entertainer that I met in the hotel. We were married after three weeks. Uh, uh, don't ask me why it just says in my Miami Beach <laughs> um, and then um, it was just pot, the party life I was probably the wrong person to get married to yeah. a lot of drugs a lot of party and um, uh, divorce 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 after seven years it was getting violent a lot of alcohol and stuff like that mm-hmm. not me I'm not a violent person but she actually uh, and this is a true story I never hit a woman in my life yeah <laughs> uh, 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 it, but in the street is different. Yeah. But woman, my, my mom used to say, "You don't even hit a woman with a rose." I right. remember my mom used to. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I started to get attacked uh, physically by my wife yeah. because she's, I don't know, she's like uh, out of her mind. And so it, it, the, the 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 divorce was really really bad. She tried to kill herself and stuff like that. So after that, I was like, I had a moment where I was like, again, what I'm gonna do? The the business side doesn't matter, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm now imagine so now um, on top of the entertainment now I'm working for a company like Comcast uh, not as an installer but we're doing fiber right so I was I was trying to help a guy and he, and I remember the guy was like well what are you gonna do a fiber you you come from the clubs and they say yeah but I'm a, I this right. and I ended up having like a team of 80 guys uh, my boss, he went from doing like 19 million in a year to 26 million. Yeah. And I, I, and I guess because of what I mentioned earlier, you know, when you, you kind of drag things, it, it, it's all of a sudden you realize that you, you, you work to try to escape your life. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it just become about the money and, uh, I remember it was 2010, so imagine, I found out that my stepdad died. Uh, he, he died two days after telling my mom he wanted to come here to say sorry. It didn't happen, I felt robbed, you know, like mm-hmm. I wanted closure. Yeah. Um, he was murdered, I mean, uh, he, he was murdered by his lover, woman he cheated, so he cheated on my, on my mom for 11 years. The whole years. time, yeah. Yes. And so, you know, I, I found at some point in 2010, I found myself in the curve. I was making a lot of money with Comcast because I was a contractor. Mm-hmm. And I was making a lot of money to my boss. I had a Hummer. I had um, uh, everything that I wanted, but I was miserable. Yeah. And I, st- I started to go back. If you remember when I tell you that guy saved my life, mm-hmm. but uh, very quick you get sucked up by what you know best. Yeah. And I started to go to the strip club again mm-hmm. and do the, the drugs, mm-hmm. and um, and I didn't care. And I told the people I don't care. Yeah. Until I met my wife, <laughs> and that's the second person who came in my life to rescue me. Yeah. And I love her to death. It was a cute little friend. Was like, hey, you should go on Match.com. I was like, 
I say, you're such a loser. I'm like, I'm like I don't need I say, I go, I go to a strip club. Yeah. I can find. Yeah. He was like, he said, no, I'm talking about somebody who's going to care about you, yeah. not your money. And I go to my, uh, so 2010, I got to, uh, the end of it. It was like it was September maybe October ago on match.com and uh, it was a promotion you have three months to find somebody who will pay you back and I was like I know they're gonna give I know they're gonna give me my money back and um, uh, true story three days before the end of the promotion I was like already writing the email it was like 30 bucks like 15 some maybe 12 dollar a month yeah. it's not about the money it was about the point like websites don't work if you want to find a wife right and uh, I see, I see my my wife now. When I see, her, I was like, oh, you know, my, my wife is black. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 be, I, I love black women, yeah. you know. And, and so I see her, and she was like, wow, she was beautiful. She she was she had a blue outfit, and we was the sun. And I was like, and, and so I remember I sent her. I think what you can send her like uh, what is it called that uh, whatever like a, uh, uh, some type of message. Yeah, yeah, no, wait, no, it's a wink or oh, something. Okay, you okay, know, yeah, like yeah, a, something yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. I, I don't remember. And she she answered. And uh, and then she disappeared. Like, uh, and we still talk today. It's a funny story. She snubbed me. I don't know why. Like, and I was like, who she thinks she is? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember sending a salty email. I'm like, look, I thought like maybe we could go on a date or whatever, and you disappear. And the the end of the year passed, and and I'm kind of like bitter about it. Yeah. I just entered my phone. I knew I told you those those websites don't don't work. Yeah. And um, like in January, she contacted me, and uh, I, I guess she, 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 I like her really much. So it, I didn't hold a grudge too long. Yeah. I tried, but uh, we, we we actually started to do different. You know, I come from divorce and hurt. Actually, she was come from divorce, and she was like, "How about we don't go on a date? Let's yeah. talk on the phone and become friends." Yeah. And if we can become friends, then we take it to the next level. Okay. And we did that. Uh, we became friends to the point like we would every night after work all I was doing is talk on the phone you know like on the um, uh, the, the, the the video yeah um, uh, Skype. Yes, yeah, Skype. Skype. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, old school. Zoom. And, 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 and you know when you talk to somebody every night for like seven hours non-stop yeah. to the point like you're falling asleep. Yeah. And um, she was the one, you know. But the, the thing is, the funny thing she, 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 she my, 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 my wife is, and she was when I met her, a woman of God, okay. a church woman. Yeah. And me, I'm that guy coming from. <laughs> I'm the devil. Yeah. And so I'm my, all, I'm all a sin. Yeah. Like so my friend told me, dude, when when they when they when they run the, she was like, that woman's not for you. Yeah. I mean, you, you, she, she, and uh, I started to believe it because I'm, you know, I, I read the, the little things they put on the website, but somehow it's like it didn't matter. And uh, I remember I was smoking. I was smoking like two pack of Newport 100 a day. <laughs> and when I go in the club, and you know you get high, whatever. Yeah. Then it was another two pack yeah. at night. Yeah. And the first thing she 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 said she was like, you know, if you smoke, it's not gonna work. <laughs> so I remember that I quit cold turkey, no lie. And I know that's God, even though I didn't believe in God at that yeah, time, yeah. but he gave me the strength because I'd say I'm not losing that woman for something that stupid. Yeah. And I quit smoking coke. I didn't even share my life with her, but you know, while we were on the phone, the only way for me to be up all yeah. night, it was like I had, yeah. I had the eight ball and sometimes yeah. I had the one ounce. And, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's like, it's not the shame, but I was like, I want to be a different man. Yeah. 
And I guess I have no shame to say she's the second person who came in my American life who kind of rescued me. Because if I don't meet Karen, you find me dead one day in the street, mm -hmm. going in the club, being so out of it that you don't even, you wake up in motels, people rob you, they can kill you. And, and she saved me. And uh, I know it's going to probably some people are going to say, you, you can't say, oh my God, it, it, it's a gimmick. I, I got baptized. Actually, I gave my life to Christ mm -hmm. because of my wife in 2014. And I left a heavy past behind me, believe me, heavy. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like a burden, mm -hmm. you know, lifted from my shoulder. And we got married, you know, we, we, we dated and then we got married. I've been with her 12 years. I have two kids. And we came last year from Miami to bug you guys, you know, I'm here. Yeah. This is Fred, yeah. you know. Uh, she's, she, she's Air Force. Uh, I love her. She's dedicated. She's been 20 years in the Air Force. And last year, she was uh, giving the option to come to Boxdale, mm -hmm. which I didn't know about. <laughs> and uh, we came here, we bought a house, and you know what? I love it. That's why I'm here, right here. Yeah. He said, he said, I tried to condense it, but this is my story. Um, I'm happily married. I'm happy that I met her. She changed my life. And I'm, I'm really, and I know people might say, yeah, that's it. I'm not perfect, guys. Yeah. Do I think sometimes? To have a big line of cocaine across my mind. No, no, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not like I became that perfect guy, I'm not. Yeah. But I have a purpose. Yeah. It's my kid and it's my wife. Yeah. So because of that, I always look uh, forward the positive. And I try to get involved with positive things, get involved with the community. I became a realtor. That's a great opportunity to help people. Mm -hmm. I'm involved with a, with a church right now where I help with the sound, you know, and this I know that's going to be probably my cross to, to carry because I don't think you just uh, renew yourself. I mean, God can renew your heart, but I know sometimes I have those crazy ideas. I guess those are just memories mm -hmm. of that past. And I just have to say, okay, I'm done with that. You know, that's what I have to say. So it's a... Um, I'm happy to be in Bougie City. You know, it's it's a change. It's not South Beach. Yeah. There's no palm tree, man. That's it. There's no palm tree. No, uh, there's no, no ocean. No, there's there's no, no huge club, you know, no with the line. No, you know, you, you don't have those huge club with the line yeah. who go like for all on the block. And uh, yeah, but you know what? What I found here, and, and, and you included, I found genuine people. Yeah. I found genuine people uh, where, I, where I work with Berkshire Hathaway, with my broker, uh, Leighton Allen, yeah. that I have a great respect for him. Uh, he's actually the one who, who, who allowed me to make sure that I get my need, even with the church, he introduced me to his church. Mm -hmm. I met genuine people realizing that actually Miami and South Beach is great for the fun and the party. But you, you, you will struggle if you want to find more like uh, genuine things, yeah. you know. You do have some people, don't take me wrong, but it, it, it's it's harder. Because it is about the palm tree yeah. and the drugs and the sun and the, and, and the money, yeah. you know. So uh, coming here, it's been a year actually. We came here last year on the 2nd of November. So we celebrated one year. I met all kind of cool people. Like I say, at work, uh, uh, even clients, like uh, people like you, that uh, I, I, I always come on and say, Karen, oh, you, you won't believe who I met, this guy, man, with the tattoo, and, and not only is do marketing like me, his name is DJ, I used to be DJ, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he can cook, and you know what, I realize that I'm re just rediscovering 
what real life is about. Yeah. And I love it. I pack some pounds. You know, when you, when you party every night and go to the gym, you you you. I was in great shape, yeah. but you know, you're missing something. Yeah. You know. Uh, so right now, I, 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 I'm I'm about to reshape myself, but in the right way. Not because I'm I'm doing drugs straight and I don't eat. But you know, I'm go, I, 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 I'm enjoying my life because I'm, I've been sober 11 years, well, 12 years. See, when I met my wife, I stopped drinking, smoking, and doing drugs. And for it's been 12 years, I didn't even touch one cigarette. No you cigarette, know, so, no alcohol. No. I have I have a mini bar at home. Yeah. You can ask my wife. I can go weeks. Sometimes at the yeah. Belize on the Rock yeah. or a middle restaurant, I do my own. Uh, I love Mojito, of course, from Miami. <laughs> but it's not like I'm drinking. You're, yeah, you're not, no, you're not throwing drink, shots no, back and no, binge no, drinking no. all night long. I, I can have beers in the fridge that I, I probably is like six months old yeah. because my mind was renewed, I believe. And uh, I'm, I'm a change man. And uh, I, I, I'm, I have kids. And... I have to be around for them. Mm-hmm. I have to be around for my, for them, for my wife and my new friends. So when you put all this together, it's it give you it give you a good uh, incentive yeah. to do the right thing. You know, am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. No, but uh, every day when I wake up, I have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I could uh, say, "Hey, listen, I'm going for I'm going to Miami for a weekend." I could have that choice to do that. I could have that choice to go and, and, and be sloppy and just go back to my past. I just decide not to. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things I want to do here uh, in Boji City. We bought a home and I tell my wife, I don't want to go back. Let's stay here. The kids love the school. This is my new life. There's cool people like you. We're going to do more podcasts. We're going to cook gator together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 like I told you, I would like to open a French restaurant yeah. probably in the next two years. So Fred is here to stay. I'm sorry if my story is a little bit heavy to digest, but this is this is how I come, you know. Um, I'm, I know sometimes a couple of people told me, oh, you, you shouldn't share your story because, you know, you shouldn't talk about certain things. I don't, I don't have anything to hide. Because if you can like me for who I am right now and you're going to judge me on my past, well, you know what, ciao. You know what, <laughs> I don't need to be with you because um, what, what I am right now is what I have to offer, you know. Now, everybody made mis- mistake, you know? Yeah. Everybody made mistake. So Well, that, that's something very interesting, too. And I, I think it's great. I think your story is amazing. And that's why I immediately was like, hey, man, it's amazing to meet you when I first met you. Don't tell me anymore. I'll do it because I want to hear this shit on my podcast because I feel like that I have a platform now where we can share these things and actually mean something because people care. Well, not a lot of people. I want you to know I gave you some kind of uh, a lot of information that I didn't share with a lot of people. Thank you. Uh, And I I guess for me to be able to put it out there, even though I was told, keep it quiet. No, I have nothing to hide. This is me. My past is actually kind of shaped me, you know? I mean, yes, I had an error and trial, but hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm alive and I'm in good shape. Uh, and my mistake don't define me, and that's why I would like maybe to tell people: all mistakes don't define us. They were mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you choose to repeat those mistakes, it's a different story. Yeah. But even though you still you should still love the people. Yeah, I mean, I, c- I couldn't agree more, and I feel like that <clears throat> I we have that in common because I had such a rough and rowdy past, and now it's like I figured out what works and what you know, taking all the things I learned from the street and applying them to realistic things and operations that actually have some type of 
positive impact. You know yes, what I mean? You can, you've learned 100%. so much. You live in the negative so long, and whether it's you know, fights, partying, drugs, um, you know, hatred, you know, um, just all that bundled together. You live in that so much that it can consume you. But if you can somehow, we've gotten out of it. If you can get out of it, and then look back on those things and say, okay, what did I learn? while I was in that headspace and how do I twist it around and apply it in a positive manner because if you've seen the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> then you know how to you know kind of shape and mold those things but what, what you were saying earlier um, you know the, the club scene and the nightlife and it's it's such a, and then and then moving to applications of current life now it's such a mirage you know oh, it, it looks amazing it looks amazing on the outside you're like oh my god it's so fun and it, lo- and it looks amazing every night you're like okay where we're we gonna go tonight what are we gonna do who are we meeting up with so and so's gonna be there okay we got free drinks whatever somebody's got some blow let's hang out we're having a good time and the next morning you feel like complete shit and you're just living for the next night and then at the end of the day you look back and realize that these people are only temporary connections no one gives a shit about me at the end of the day. They don't. Especially when I'm you're just, on the club. No, they don't care. I thought I had all those friends. Yeah, no, they don't care. See, just because I was giving free drinks exactly, away. Exactly. Yeah, see, and they, so, they, don't, they, they just don't care. Yeah, yeah. And, you get, and you start waking up and take something, you know, whatever button that may be, to be pressed to realize, okay, this is not something that's sustainable. You can only do this for so long. I'm going to be... Um, OD somewhere in a hotel room. I'm gonna get shot somewhere because I'm doing something I shouldn't shouldn't be doing. Or I'm gonna get screwed over somewhere in business. And you know, like there's there's so many negatives. And the only positive thing is, is like, okay, this is great to experience short term, but it's not something that you know you want to stay in and live in because there's no there's no getting out of it. You know, and I, so I can relate to you there because I've been in those things. I've been in those things in the past. And I've, I've lived through those things. Not to the extent that you have, but on a smaller scale, you know, not so many years, but probably like five or six years of kind of the same kind of operations. It's look, shallow. It's yeah, very shallow. Yeah, and I look back on it now, I'm like, that, I thought I was the coolest motherfucker out there, yep. you know, like people were hanging out. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everything was cool. And then I look back and I'm like, man, now I can be, you know, the cool person over here trying to help people do things. Listen, I'm going I'm to tell you one last thing that made me realize when you say that is, if we have time, I'm going to be really short. Yeah. When I realized, like you said, that everything is just powder to the eyes. I had those clubs and those restaurants. I thought I had all those friends. Mm-hmm. I really f- thought that these people were my friend. You know, you show up on Friday and Saturday. You go to the VIP. It's your club. Yeah, yeah. People al- almost worship you, yeah. but really, they're waiting for that free bottle yeah. because I'm very generous. And um, and then you have those movie stars who come to your club because, you know, people talk. And I remember having basketball players and, you know, having you pay promoters that bring you the beautiful people. And you say, oh, my God, this is my empire. People love me. And one day... I found myself in a heck of a pickle where um, <laughs> a girl I was dating from Venezuela was kind of like uh, probably more street than I am. She was for my money I didn't know. And one night she opened the door in the middle of the night and I have those street ju- dude jump me to force me to open my safe. Yeah. And they, 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 so I was uh, two guys behind. They took, put my hand, put it on the counter of my own kitchen, took a knife and started to cut my thumb. You, you, you see of my... My, my, you can see it, but you see of my, um, the nail had that, that little thing right here yeah, yeah. because it was cut. Yeah. And uh, not to mention the, the excruciating pain, uh, I did get out of it. I got beat up. I, I ne- I'm an idiot. I should have given the, the combination. I didn't. Yeah. So she didn't get the money, but I almost died. That night, 
I call so many people in my phone. Those people who came to party yeah. with me, yeah. who drink my yeah. liquors, who who, 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 who who take my money, not one person came to my rescue. Yeah. I found myself in the middle of South Beach, in the middle of the night, bleeding, with half of my thumb almost hanging. I was just trying to go to the, uh, there's a hospital called the Mount Sinai Hospital. And I remember, I remember that one uh, guy, so he was a promoter, you know, promoter of people who bring people to your club, and he make a lot of money on my back. And I remember where he lives, so I remember I, I go in the tower, and it's that one of those fancy towers you have to talk to somebody, or where are you going? You, yeah. you can't just take the elevator and say, Can you can, can you call uh, 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 Zach? Uh, he's like, Zach, who is uh, I give the name, you know, and I remember. <laughs> Dude, come! He won't. He didn't let me go upstairs. He come downstairs in his underwear, and you know, with the rope, but mm. open with the underwear. And he was like, and he see me. So I'm bleeding. Imagine what you you just got jumped. Yeah. You're bleeding. You your 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 heart is racing, and you're waiting for somebody to finally maybe uh, uh, join you with that pain. So now we know what to do. And he was like, dude, you know what <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Two in the morning. And he was like, I'm with my girl. Can you come back tomorrow? Listen, true story. I was like, is that guy for real? Yeah. But he hit me. Yeah. He hit me at that moment. There's no friend. Like you said, the party, the party one day will stop. Yeah. And the people you think were around you. I went, um, I actually walked to the hospital. Um, and uh, at, at that time, and that's when I see when, when JC, uh, Sander, uh, that was his name, JC Sanders, that uh, Jamaican guy from the hotel saved my life. I just started. So, so I was in between. And, and I guess for me, it was my wake up call. Mm -hmm. I was in between. And so I went to the hospital and they, they kind of like reconstructed my finger. And actually, I called him and he came. Imagine the general manager of a 300 million hotel. This guy came and he said, What are you doing with your life? You know, he didn't judge me, but he was like, yeah. Dude, he was like, This. I care for you, mm -hmm. so he pay. I remember because I'm French. I don't. I don't. I don't have the insurance. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. He pay for 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 the procedure and everything. I remember we drove back to the hotel, and I was like, "Oh my God, that guy's gonna lecture me." He didn't lecture. He didn't open the world. I remember he say, "He say, hey, do you do do you need some cash? Do you need anything?" And that day I knew. That's why I said that I knew that I, I, I will be leaving. I will be leaving that life behind because mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Eventually, you might die because people just don't care. Yeah, and, and that's why I say yes. The nightlife, guys, I love it. Partying is super fun. I don't deny it. But on the long term, we you have to know what you yeah. have to do in life. Yeah, it's great. You it's know, great for a year or two when you're young. But I'm trying you can, to make hey, it been there, done that. Yep. Move to the next. Same so here. Th th this is. This is kind of my crazy life. Uh, actually, I didn't share a lot of that information to a lot of people. But I, uh, you know, you're a cool guy, and I say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I know you're not gonna judge me, and I, and I appreciate. I know some people might judge me, and and, um, and it's okay because it's a lot to digest. That's why I say some people at, at work who's like, no, no, sh -sh -sh -sh. Yeah. no, I don't care because you know what, I am who I am, and you're right. Those mistakes actually help you of course. to shape in something better. Of course. You know? I mean, that's what I, I, it's hard to, to look back and realize who you used to be and think it's almost like imposter syndrome, right? You're like, oh, am I really who I am now? I used to be this shit show. You know, <laughs> you know I used to be this shit show. Yeah, I was cool for a minute, you know, but like, it's like, it just, it makes you into who you are. And I, I mean, I take everything. I'm like, I'm not going to, and I, I love that you said all that and, and you're so real about it because 
I don't want to hide any of my past mistakes because had I not made all those mistakes, I wouldn't be sitting right here who I am right now. And and somehow, and I know uh, we could debate, and I know some people are not going to agree, and that's okay, but uh, I believe, like I touch this table right now, having that life, it gives me an age to survive. Yeah. If tomorrow I'm in the street and somebody comes for my my wife and my kids, don't worry, that lion will be back in in a heartbeat. You know, I I, I don't go around and and, and when I drive, yeah, when I drive, that's the only thing that I can do. Ask my wife. (laughs) When I drive, if you do me wrong, I will follow you to the next light and get out and say, get it. No, you know what? God is still working yeah, on me. But yeah. when I drive, I don't know. I, 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 I lose it. But That's, other than that, I'm, I don't go around trying to say, hey, that was my life. Do you know who you're talking yeah, to? Yeah, no, I mean... That- I try to be humble. Um, recently, I've I, I been actually... I kind of like uh, put in a position where people were calling me names and stuff because um, my, my, my biggest downfall is, uh, like I told you, is black or white. Yeah. But I will always tell you what's on my mind. Yeah. And for some people, it's like, well, this guy talked too much. Yeah. And no, I don't gossip because I don't believe in gossiping. But I will tell you You're if right. I know about something that I think you should know about it, yeah. I will tell you. And I'm going to tell you, hey, that cup's white. That's Mike's black. I'm not going to tell you, oh, you know, maybe if you think, oh, yeah, yeah. this is light blue. And some people, I realize some people don't like that. But I, I, I won't change. At least with, with me, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I have a lot of flaws. Um, I do believe that God is still working on me. Uh, I repent a lot. Believe me, you know, like 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 I came here, I drive, and I don't know why. As soon you put me in a car, and I, I I'm like the Grinch. I'm changing, you know. But I know that um, eventually I'm 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 on the road for to better myself. As a father, as a friend, I want to just be better, and. Um, I believe like what I did today, that's a way actually to shed. Yeah, of course. That's a way to peel that stuff and really put it in in, in the archives. Like, you know, like on the computer, put it on the on the on the disc and put it in the in the closet, throw with the key. Mm-hmm. And for me to share with you, uh it, it, it's it allow me to actually go and, and, and focus on what's in front of me. My wife, my family, my new career as a realtor, the new people that are in my life. And uh, hopefully, if I really do things that was going to annoy people, I, I hope they will just tell me, you know, say, hey, friend. <laughs> well, I you mean, know. you have, it's genuine, you know, you have the immigrant spirit, which is always impressive to me because any immigrant um, comes here from knowing that we're all privileged as fuck, and we all have it very easy here. I mean, we do in this in this uh, country. You know, I grew, it, I grew up. Imagine you in a country, you watch TV, yeah. and all the shows are from America. Right. So you you like, well, I want to be there. Yeah. We don't have this, yeah. you know. So somehow it kind of reshape your mind since you're a kid. All the, I remember watching the Stocking Hutch and all those shows, you know, like the, the, the Billion Dollar Man and yeah. everything come from America. Yeah. And what you don't realize, uh, you, you you start to do history at school. Oh, well, it's about America mm-hmm. and how they save France. Because yes, yeah. you know what? I have no shame to recognize. The United States of America saved Europe in 1944. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. We would like, get our butt whooped by the German yeah. and the Russian. And so I have no problem to recognize all that, you know. And I think the, the biggest gift, no, let me rephrase. The greatest gift I could give a kid is 
my kids, having them here, giving them the the opportunity to be in to be born in this great country. Yeah. And uh, I always try. Well, I did obviously. I did stupid thing here in this country. Um, I was arrested in South Beach for doing stupid things, and I know the world. You know. Felony, I know what it is. Yeah. I know I know what it is to eat Bologna sandwich for many days. Yeah. I, I did jail time, and it, it is what it is. But uh, it's just because I was stupid. But I have a great respect for for this country yeah. and my, my kids. For me, for, like if tomorrow something happened to me, I'm not claiming it. But just to know that they actually they, they will grow up here mm -hmm. and not in France, where right now I don't think the future is bright. That's the biggest thing I could do if I had kids. Yeah. That this country allow me. Uh, oh, by the way, I am because somebody asked me. I am legal, okay. Uh, <laughs> I've been here. Uh, I've been here since 1996. So ju just if you cross your mind, I am legal and I can yeah. prove it. He's got papers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all kind of papers. <laughs> but uh, yes, the, the the greatest gift for my kids is to allow them to uh, be born here, yeah. and they will grow up free men and free women in this great country. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, despite all those things that I was able to share with you guys, I am so grateful to be able to live here. Well, yes, I'm grateful to have met you, and I'm sure everyone that hears and watches this is going to be grateful for your story and you just being so genuine. You know, that's something that's hard to find these days, but... I mean, a lot of times it takes someone coming out of the dark into the light to share those things. You know? Did I so, give you a headache? No. Oh, good man. I'm you're, you're strong. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I want to keep going. we got to cut this thing off. Um, Fred, thank you so much for I'll coming be back. on. Do you have any last words, anything you want to leave anyone with? Last word? Um, no, really. Just just want to see the, uh, to the audience, like to the people who will actually... Uh, pay attention to the show today. I know it was a lot of information that might be again out of the scope of what's called normal. Uh, I just thank you in advance if you don't judge me. Uh, the only reason that I, I share openly is because number one, because DJ is a cool guy, and um, I know we, there's a friendship coming, and it's a way for me, for you and the people that have started a friendship. Hey, this is who I am. You take it, you leave it. So in advance, I thank you for not judging me. Uh, but again, everything that I say was genuine. I know it's a lot, but it's a way for me to better myself yeah. and leave the past where it belongs. Um, and that's it. It was great. It was fantastic. And um, I hope that nobody passed out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I said, I'm, uh, I, I thanks everybody in advance for trying to understand what was the reason and the purpose me doing this podcast yeah. because a lot of people actually started to send me DM on Facebook, not too nice. Uh, and I'm not gonna say name. It's just uh, the the life. And, and and for me, it was like not to score, but just to like, okay, you want to know who I am? I say, what the best way to do it publicly? And I didn't know when I came here I would do that. I say, you know, we're gonna talk about politics and religion. Yeah. And you say, no, Fred, no politics, no religion. Huh. We keep it real. Real estate is boring, so we're no, not gonna do no, that. No, it's not boring. It I love. It. And I'm like, you know what? If I can put my life right here publicly on a podcast that's going to be 
transmit it to a lot of people, then I can answer those questions of people who say, really, did you really do that? Or yeah. Because now they know who I am. And like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, 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 say it. There's no too many ways to say it. You take it or you leave it. And not in the, I'm not trying to be condescending. No, no. This is who I am. This is Fred. Now you know my life. I'm here to stay. I love Boje City. And I see myself being here for the next probably 15 years. And, you know, uh, this... This is me. Uh, this is me. I'm not going to change. I can get better. And uh, next time, if we become friends or do business, or if I sell you a house or you want me to do real estate with you, well, I, the whole package. This is the whole yeah. package. Yeah. You know, that's it. I couldn't and be, thank you. Thank you in, in, in advance, guys. I couldn't be more honored. Uh, had a good time today. Thank you very much. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.